0: Well, thank you, Pastor. Good evening. It's good to have you online with us tonight. And um, you know that uh, when I speak, I like to tell a few stories here and there. And, uh, but tonight I want us to take a look at waiting, waiting. I think if you're like me, uh, down through the years, you've probably had problems with waiting and one thing or another. Um, and sometimes, uh, sometimes waiting can be a problem. It can be a problem. I remember, and this is a story, but I remember when I was a freshman in high school, I made the varsity baseball team, and um, and I was hitting, I, I couldn't believe it, I was getting all kinds of hits, I was leading the team in hitting the first five or six games, and then all of a sudden I hit a wall, and I could not hit the ball even out of the infield. In about three or four games, I mean, I went hitless, and uh, I started feeling bad, and uh, the next day the coach called me in his office, and he was Coach Middlestat was like a dad to me, and uh, he said, Rick, he said, you can hit the ball. He said, but the problem is is you're not waiting for your pitch. He said, you're hitting the pitcher's pitch. He said, wait for your pitch and then knock the cover off the ball. And I learned how to wait for my pitch, and it and in baseball it uh, it helped me through about 35, 40 years of playing baseball. But anyway, that's a. A subject that I had to learn to wait. I was a very hyperactive kid growing up, and waiting was really a problem with me. But, you know, it's too bad that that waiting about in sports didn't carry over to some of my waiting in life. You know, my wife will tell you that, uh, that uh, I have a problem sometimes with waiting. Uh, waiting in lines at stores, I don't like it. Waiting at drive-thrus. You know, I don't know why those people can't hurry up in order and get moving. So, you know, I, I just have a problem with that. Uh, waiting at stoplights, you know. When the light turns green, that means go. And sometimes uh, I express that. And uh, so waiting uh, has, has been a problem with me. I'm getting a lot better at it. But, you know, the Lord blessed me and helped me with waiting when he gave me three daughters. You know, and I learned to wait especially when you only had one bathroom with a shower, I learned to wait very patiently. I learned to wait when we got ready for church because it never failed. One of them was late getting out. So learning is always, uh, has always been a problem, But but there's also been victories in waiting. And you know, God's Word has a lot to say about waiting. But let me tell you, when Norman and I were going through uh, probably our 30s and early 40s, uh, we were under a pastor. He was like a father to us, too. Uh, his name was Reverend Hunter. And I just I want to quote something that he told us. God is never late, but God is also never early. And that about him can almost scare us to death. And isn't that true? He's never late, and he's never early. But waiting can sometimes scare us to death. Okay, but you know, tonight we're going to take a look at waiting and what the scripture has to say in waiting. Um, and I, I, I called this uh, tonight. Waiting brings help. And you know, I knew a couple of weeks ago that I was going to be speaking on this subject, and you wouldn't be, you wouldn't believe the things that have happened in the last week or so with me, that I've had to learn to wait. And it took me a while to understand, hey, wait a minute, I should be waiting, okay? So let's just see what the Word has to say, and I'm going to just read a few before we get into our points. Uh, Psalms 33:20. we wait and hope for the Lord, and He is our help, and He is our shield. We have to remember that, that when we wait upon the Lord, He's our help. He will help us, and He's our shield. He will shield us from things. Another one, Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Again, He's our help in time of trouble. How many of us get in trouble because we do not wait upon the Lord? We think we can do it ourselves. I can handle this, and all of a sudden we're in trouble, and who are we blaming? God. But he says, you know, he's our refuge. He's our strength. In other words, he's our refuge. We can hide in him. I love that. Yeah, Psalms 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take the heart and wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. In other words, be strong when you're waiting. Don't be wishy-washy. Be strong and wait for the Lord. Um, In the King James, let, let let me quote that one from the King James because that's what I grew up on. And when I read that, I thought, wait a minute. Let me see what King James has to say. And the King James says, Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And, you know, to me that carries a little bit more weight. It carries a little bit more of of being strong and being courage. Sometimes it takes courage from us to wait on the Lord, to wait on the answer. Because if you're like me, we can wait just so long, and it's time to jump in and take care of it myself. So tonight there's four points I want to take a look at on waiting. And the first one, waiting brings strength from God. Isaiah 40, 31. And those who wait or hope in the Lord will run, will renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. You know, waiting, waiting He says here, or hope, one version says hope, another one says waiting. God says, I will renew your strength. You know, why does he need to renew our strength? Because he knows we can't do it by ourselves. We need the strength of the Lord. You know? We lack And and God knows this. We lack sometimes the strength we we need to see this problem through, to see the thing that we're looking for direction or that we're looking for an answer. We need the strength of the Lord to see us through. And when we try it on ourselves, what happens? We get weary, we get tired, we get worn out, and sometimes we just say, I want to give up. But it says here, wait, and he will renew our strength. He'll renew our strength. It says he'll renew our strength so much that we'll soar like wings of an, of an eagle. We will run and not grow weary. What's he saying there? I will be with you. I'll be with you. I'll walk down this path with you. I'll run this path with you. I'll take care of you. I will give you the strength that you need to run when you need to run, to walk when you need to walk. And you know, when we're doing it, when we're doing it through the strength of the Lord, we know when to walk and we know when to run. We know when to walk and we know when to run. And that's so important. Because why? Because we can grow weary running all the time when we should be walking. We can grow weary trying to do it by ourselves and trying to worry. you know. And that's what fret means. It's just a cute word for worry. Because we worry it's not going to happen. He said... Do not fret yourself. Do not fret yourself. Psalms 46.10. This is something I've had to learn. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes it's hard, isn't it, to be still? Isn't it? It's hard just to be still. In other words, if you're still, you're resting. If you're still, you're resting in the Lord. How do we know that God is not answering? How do we know that God is not answering if we're not listening to what he has to say? Or not still and listening to what God has to say? Be still. Be still before the Lord. And wait with patience. Wait with patience. Oh, there's a word that none of us really like, do we? Patience. Jesus says, be patient. I'll take care of it. You know, I don't know about you, but he said, teach me patience. And sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's not pretty. I want it done today. I don't want it. It should have been done yesterday, but I want it done today, Lord. If not today, tomorrow at the latest. But he says, be patient. Be patient and wait for me. And I will take care of you. I will take care of you. So again, being patient, walking, and soaring like an eagle. It's his strength. It's his strength. And what? We will not grow weary. In other words, when we're in him, he's our strength. We will not grow weary. Let's go on to number three. Waiting brings stability. Waiting brings stability. And you know, stability is a word that sometimes uh, we have problems with. I'm stable, I'm stable, but it's being stable in the Lord. Psalms 41 and 2 Wait patiently for the Lord. He turned and he heard my cry, and he lifted me out of the muck. Don't we get in that sometimes? It says slime pit, but we get in the muck and the mire and we get stuck. What are you saying here? If you wait patiently for me, I hear you. He's telling us all, I hear you. Wait patiently. When we do it ourselves, when we do it ourselves, friends, this is what happens we get stuck in the slime pit, we get stuck in the mud. And you know what happens when you get stuck in the mud? We get bogged down. We can't, we can't even lift our feet up. We can't move in the right direction. It slows us down. Have you ever been out hunting? And I used to duck hunt a lot. And you know, when I was out duck hunting, and especially out by Lake Erie, you know, that, that, that first part is really usually quite mucky. And there are times that I got stuck in that mud, muck, when I was, especially when I was young growing up, I got stuck in that. And my dad would have to come out and help pull me out. And that's what God is saying here. I hear you, and I will lift you up. If you're down, I will lift you up. And I'll set your feet upon the solid rock. There's the stability. We think we can do it by ourselves, but we can't do it. We can't do it without him helping. And what are, you, what are you saying here? I will lift you up, and I will stand you on solid rock. I will give you that stability that you need, that stability that is in me. You know? That's what we need. We need that stability in the Lord. And he says, I will put your feet on solid rock and give you a firm place to stand. I can't think of a better place to stand than standing on Jesus Christ standing on the Word of God. You know, heaven, and you've heard pastors say it many times, heaven shakes when we read the Word. And when we're standing on that Word, I wouldn't be surprised heaven trembles, standing on that Word. First Peter 5.10, 1 Peter 5.10, and the God of all grace, who has called you, He's called all of us, He's called all of us, who has called you, to his eternal glory in Christ, after you've suffered a little while, he will restore you. He will make you strong and firm and steadfast. He will make you strong and firm and steadfast. I love that. The God of all grace. What are you saying here, people? The God of all grace will complete what he has started in you. He will complete it, and He will make you strong. What's it say? He will restore you. You know, I can remember 51 years ago when God had to come in to a mud-filled life and restore me. And you know, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't overnight. But He restored me step by step by step by step. As I listened and as I waited, I was afraid to take a move. I was afraid to take a step without God because I stepped the wrong way every time I did. But as as God opened up the doors and as God taught me through his word, you know, he says, I will restore you and I will make you strong. I will make you strong and firm. Strong means stability. He'll give us stability. He'll give us the strength. Firm means what? Means he will ground us. Ground us in the word of God. Ground us in our salvation. Ground us in what we believe. When Satan throws his darts at us, we can throw up the shield of God because we're grounded in the word. That's so important to get grounded in the word. And I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you today, tonight. I think one of the problems that we as Christians really have Is being grounded in that word. We give in too early. We give in too easily when Satan throws it. Oh. And then steadfast, he will secure us. He will secure us. And you know, sometimes God has to come in and just settle us down. He has to come in and settle us down and give us the strength and saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm your stronghold. Run to me. I'm that tower that you can run to. I'm that tower that you can hide to. And that's what he is saying here. Strong, firm, and steadfast. And number four. Number four. Waiting brings submission. Waiting brings submission. You know, that's another word that a lot of us don't like. Submission. I'm my own person. I don't need to submit. I think uh, I think it's a word that's been overused sometime, but I think it's a word that all of us need to learn and to practice is submitting to God's will, submitting to what he has to say. Listen, if Jesus had to do it, if Jesus did it, we should do it. Luke 22 verses 41 and 42. Jesus withdrew himself about a storm throw away, and he knelt down and he prayed. He knelt down and he prayed. One of the ways of staying in submission to God is a daily devotional, is praying, is keeping that communication between you and God clear. Submitting to his will, committing to what he wants, not so much what I want. And you know what I have found? When I'm submitting to God, what he wants is what I want. When I'm submitting to the will of God and I'm submitting, you know, to what he has to say, usually we're on the same page. And if not, I've learned to say, okay, God, you're right. And that's what he said here. In verse 42, he says, Father, if it's your will, remove this cup from me. If it's your will, remove the cross from me. But Lord, it's your will. It's your will, not mine. What are you saying here? It's always your will, Lord. It's always your will. You know, submitting, I've learned down through the years, uh, there's a lot of different ways to submit, but I think we need, it's called total submission to God. God, I will give you this part of my life, and I will give you that part of my life. But God wants a total commitment from us. Total commitment means physically, Mentally and spiritually. God, I'm yours 100%. Do with me what you want. And that's what Jesus was saying, isn't it? Do with me what you want. I'm yours 100%. God always knows best in our life. He always does. He knows what's best for us. We think sometimes, we know best, and there's sometimes that, that you know, when I'm submitting to God, and I'll say, God, I don't like the way this is going, but God knows what's best, and you know, at the end, it's always the best thing for me. It's always the best thing for my family. It's always the best thing in our marriage, and you know, one of the things, one of the things that Norman and I have have practiced for the last fifty years. Is submitting to God. And submitting to each other. Submitting to God and submitting to each other. God is not going to tell my wife one thing and me the other. That's not God. Submitting to God. And you know, I've learned over the years to listen pretty keenly of what the Lord tells my wife. Of what the Lord tells my wife. And she's learned to listen to what the lord tells me that is submitting together submitting together and you know what that is what has kept us that is what has kept us together norman and i submitting with god in the middle with god in the middle that's submission that submission in just not our marriage but in our home that's total commitment of physical mental and spiritual so psalms 27:14 says wait on the lord be of good courage be strong And he will strengthen your heart. He will strengthen your heart. Tonight, we need to have a strong heart. We need to have a strong body. And if we wait upon the Lord, I promise you, I promise you. Why? Because the Word of God says so. Because the Word of God says so. And if it says it, I stand on it. But I promise you, if we submit unto the Lord, he will give us the victory that we're looking for. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight, Jesus, that your word, your word, Heavenly Father, tells us to wait upon you. And Lord, tonight, we as individuals, we as a church, thank you for your word. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you're never too early and you're never too late and you're always just on time. We ask in your precious and holy name. Amen.
1: Thank you so much, Pastor Rick, for challenging us and encouraging us with the word of the Lord tonight. Before you go, let me pray with you again this evening and just thank you so much for your generosity and your faithfulness. If you need any information or you'd like more information about what Pastor Rick preached on this evening, please email us at the address you see on your screen, office at woodland.church, and we'll respond to you right away there. Or if you want to ask Pastor Rick a question about he, what he shared with you tonight from the Word of the Lord. Also, all you have to do is just email him at that same address, and uh, he'll get the message and follow up with you right away. (laughs) Please don't forget our Indonesian Pastors Fund, and if you haven't tithed or brought your offerings in, you can do that right here online as well. And don't forget... Saturday night at 6 o'clock, join us for our special prayer service. And then Sunday morning at 10 o'clock or at 1130 right here at Woodland.Church or join us on Facebook or YouTube. Let me have a word of prayer with you and wish you a good night. Father, I thank you that the key to growth is just what Pastor Rick has said tonight committing to wait lord those who wait upon you they'll grow in their discipleship they'll grow lord in their marriages they'll grow in their ministries and they'll grow in their careers and vocations for you have shown us lord that the key to soaring is waiting upon the lord we bless you and now i pray over our congregation and our friends and family make us both prosperous and productive for the glory of god in jesus name amen amen and amen good night Thank you.